Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me back again is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh, coming off a great weekend. We'll get into all that in just a minute, as we always do. We do. But on the podcast today... Our guest. Our, what up? Our guest... Juwan Butler. Mr. Juwan Butler. <laughs> Jay Breezy. Jay Breezy yeah, right, right. 850. Jay Breezy. Oh, is that in here? There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Jay Breezy 850. Uh, if you want to find him on Instagram, uh, are you back on Twitter now? Back on Twitter now. Back on Twitter now. Took a break. Yep. He lost his mind. Yeah. The most successful social media platform you've ever had was Twitter. It was Twitter. Yeah. It still is Twitter. I got you it. went viral. What was what was that? You went viral on Twitter? It was I a did. skating rink post. It was a Dreamland. I tweeted yeah. I tweeted a post that said uh Dreamland was the club before you're old enough to get into the club. And it got retweeted like I found it on Facebook. That's how popular it went. Somebody <laughs> screenshot it and it yeah, it went it has like four hundred and fifty thousand something impressions. Like it went crazy. But Yeah. And what's funny is you really don't know anything about the skating rink. What are you talking about? Not like we know. Not like we know. Me and Justin. You don't know. That was our world. It was before your time. You can't. You have no way to know. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was before your time. I used to spend hours in Dreamland. No. Days. I di- I, Boy, we spent I, years. I, I, I disagree. You're wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a generational thing. Like, boy, you never know yeah. what we've been through. <laughs> you, you, you don't know what we've been through. Two miles in the snow uphill. Right, right, I'm over here with my coffee cup. Boy, you never know. What songs yeah. did they play? When when we were there yeah. back in the day? Was it classic? It was like Chris Brown. Oh, yeah, oh see. see. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Stop talking. We, yeah. <laughs> we, we with the, what was it, 69 Boys. Like, Can we say that on the, the church podcast? The dip. Yeah, Freak Nasty. Freak Nasty. <laughs> no, you can't say it on the podcast. That's that's, that's, the that's, the that's his name. Freak that was his name, yeah. Um, yeah I get nah. the uh, senior citizen discount now, though. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Remember yeah. Cadillac? Oh, bro, Cadillac, Supersonic. Super, oh, man. Man, I hope some of our old um, skating boys hear this. Absolutely. We're supposed to see Maurice, hopefully, in, next week. I hope so. I'm gonna hit what are you talking about? We can slide in Dreamland next week. Maurice. Number Maurice will probably never be on this podcast, but... but <laughs> Anyways, nonetheless. So, uh, yeah, Juwan's on the podcast. If you're uh, watching us on Facebook Live, we're, we want to welcome you. Listen, um, if you're watching, you got some questions or, or comments, drop them in the um, drop your questions in the comments, and after uh, at the end, we'll maybe try to address them if they're uh, yeah. they're good questions. So. Yeah, we got to address a couple last week. Yeah, so some of our regular uh, watchers slash listeners. So, uh, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, if you got questions, comments, anything like that, yeah, um, you know, obviously we can't hit those live, but we'd love to field anything that you have, and we can deal with it next week. So you can send us an email to follow up at transformationchurch.com uh, or you can always hit Justin or myself on Twitter. Uh, we'd, we'd be glad to to take care of some of that stuff on the, on the podcast. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, we came through a powerful weekend and we're getting ready for the madness. Uh, so it was a powerful weekend. I'm vision, you yeah, vision Sunday was a very powerful weekend for Justin <laughs> In who, the mountains. Was, who was not here. Right. I was on sabbatical. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I took a vacation, boys. Yeah, we you don't know. take a lot of those around here, so. I took a few days. You gotta, yep. Blue Ridge Mountains. How was that? Oh, bro. Listen, the mountains are nice. If I had to pick mountains or beach, I'd pick mountains. Absolutely. Me too. Maybe yeah. it's because we're from here, you know? We're yeah. from, like, I, the beach is nice. Don't get me wrong. It is pretty. And yeah. I could see if you're ne- not from around it, I could see the allure. Yeah. But for us, like, my house is, I can be in Pensacola Beach and, like, 12 minutes or yeah. something you know yeah. so um mountains and lakes hands down yeah it was it was we had a, it was just it was really nice it was cold yeah i was getting up early every morning on purpose like hoodie beanie coffee blanket wrapped around like a burrito yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. on the porch yeah Oof, just overlooking the mountains like just chilling for a little bit um i was beating everybody up every morning before before they got up and then you know they got up and did a I yeah, really thought impressive. you just said you were beating everyone up each no, morning. I beat like, them up. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> I beat them awake. It's like, uh, God, one um, on four? <laughs> yes. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, gotcha. uh, but I was just trying, I was enjoying it. It was cold, but I was, in, I was enjoying it. It was nice, you know. Mountains nice. are nice. I'll be back. Well, we had a very powerful weekend here. I heard. At team night, Saturday night. We did. Team night, Saturday night. It. All you dream teamers that missed team night. You missed out. You missed out. Super powerful. 
It was, man. It was good. You know, the team nights are nice because you – it's not that we don't have a clock running. It's just that we're really intentional about creating a lot of space within within that clock, you know. I mean, okay. uh, hour and a half service, and there's just not a lot of things to be aware of other than just time in the presence of the Lord and then a message that hopefully encourages people. That <laughs> That's always the goal. Yeah. Uh, so Well, that's always important, you know, Sundays. The cool thing about our church – I think is so many of us have bought into what the vision of Sunday is about. Right. Right. Not, not, and it's not us, you know, right. it's, it's lost people coming to know Jesus and all those things. Um, you know, and it takes a small army of people to pull off what we do on Sundays. Yeah. So the team nights are just always nice because you don't have to worry about all that. Right. We're, not, we're not there for that. It's actually for us. Yeah. Like yeah. you say, spend time in the Lord. Uh, exactly. Just time in worship, which is always, um, strengthening prayer mm-hmm. all those things so yeah it's great yeah so we had team night saturday yeah dope and then obviously sunday morning we uh kind of did our we did not kind of we did our vision sunday sunday morning which is dream again getting ready for 2020 and this whole um idea of dreaming and really trying to help get that into the minds and the hearts of people you right. know and um and just believing, you know, I, we believe that there's a number of things that people have kind of let go of, you know, whatever it is God has for them. They've kind of let go of this dream of whatever it is. Um, and they've relented to just kind of living life. Yeah. You know, just kind of going through the motions and, uh, man, that's definitely not the life that God has for us, but what is the life that God has for us and how do we rediscover it and all of those things? Yeah. Um, and so we really kind of, we dug into that a little bit on Sunday. So it was good. Looking forward to the next year. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, next year's going to be dope. And we got we got some dope stuff coming up. I mean, oh, Church yeah, at the Church Movies this Sunday. Christmas by the Bay. Christmas by the Bay. Just Christmas in general. I mean, the Christmas services on Sunday morning, Christmas by the Bay, Monday night on uh, the 23rd. So we got all that happening. We got Legacy Sunday on December 8th coming yep. up. Yep. So, um you know, we're, we've, we're really got a goal. Um, you know, uh, we haven't communicated this on a large scale, but I'm, I'm really hoping to see, you know, somewhere between 25 and $30,000 come in for the legacy offering that we can redistribute and make an impact in our community. So if you're a listener and you want to be a part of that, you don't even have to go to our church to be a part of legacy Sunday. If you're a li- listener on the podcast, you can go to transformationchurch.com uh, and click on giving. You can give to the legacy fund. If you're watching us on the stream right now you know and you want to join us for that you can start giving in legacy i think now right joe can um, they give right now or is it no it'll go it'll go on the sunday it'll, on that sunday it'll, it'll, it'll go live. Up. so uh, you know what i take that back i think it's there okay i think it's there so. i was gonna say i thought we talked about uh, yeah getting I, it up I, early. Think, I think it's there so if you guys want to give just go to transformationchurch.com click on giving yeah you can give there if you want to uh we encourage you to do it because that's one of the great offerings where you know that doesn't go to salaries or keeping lights on or paying rent or any of those things it all goes towards um uh, the greatest possible impact in the community and and the vast majority of it we literally just give away a check to organizations to help take care of people. Yeah, and it is there. I just looked. Okay. Awesome. Nice so if you want to do that, nice having a computer handy. Hey, yo. over there. So. What a, well, let me check. Yeah. It's there. So, yeah. So it's good. Cause we got church of the movies next two weeks. Yep. Uh, remember the Titans favorite movie classic. Yep. Classic. I haven't I've, seen that in a long time. Oh man. We had That's a great movie. We had to watch it to get ready to like, you know, do the church of the movies thing with it. Yeah. Cried all over again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Of course, anything he's Alice, in is good. Can't you see? That's my brother right there. That's my brother. Anything Zillis. he's in is good. Who's that? Denzel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a, I mean the whole cast really. Yeah, I mean, and there's a there's a few of them that got their starting point there. I mean, Gary Pateer, I forgot his name in real life, um, but you know he he went on to be a pretty big face in quite a few TV shows and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I forgot the assistant coach's name in real life, but he was pretty well known. You know, he's in like Gone in sixty seconds and some of those other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, um, I don't know his name. So I'm trying to think of some of the others. Pe- cr- Petey, yeah, he's in, he's in quite a few movies. Um, it's, it's a great movie. Yeah. Oh, it's got a. Uh, how did I know? Um, Alan. What's his name? Um, in real life. Alan from Remember the Titans, the guy that the the transfer, no, uh, the country music. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? I don't ever remember people's names. Oh, man. What else was he in? That's going to bug me. Oh, man, he was in... You would ask me that now because I can't remember. Hold on. I'm looking it up. I'm going to find it. While you're doing that, you know, the cool thing about Church at the Movies is like, it's taking these movies that we all know and love, yeah, like, and and pulling out the cool stuff that could be that could be biblical biblical truths in them. So it's a great time to invite people that um, you know, may otherwise not want to come to church. So we got we got uh, remember the Titans, and then the following week is uh, the Santa Claus, yep. which is a With classic. Tim Allen, Tim Allen, Tim Allen. Yeah. hilarious. Bro, like when we watched so. it again, yeah, when we watched it again for this, dying laughing. Oh yeah, we were laughing so hard at it. Yeah, uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ryan Gosling. I mean, so the notebook, yeah, the notebook, crazy stupid love. Um, first man, remember the Titans, the nice guy. Yeah, he's got he's got quite the lineup. So, um, so anyways, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna it's gonna be good. Be good time, and we're 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 providing. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll popcorn, popcorn and, popcorn and, and sodas. Drinks. Yeah. yeah, popcorn and sodas yeah. on us. So just invite and candy. Um, uh, Karen's ever doing some candy too. Like that's news to me, but it, yeah. right on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think that's awesome. So it's one of those times where you can invite invite people to come watch a good movie, but um, we'll introduce them to Jesus along yeah. the way. Yeah, We're watching a movie and in a church in a movie theater. Yeah, right, right. It's gonna be Crazy. the most lit church of the movies yeah. ever. Just change the game with yeah. this one. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to have to like come back to AMC for every church of the movie series. Even yeah. if we get a building or something. We're turning, <laughs> we're turning our church into a movie theater, but we turned a movie theater into, into our, our church. church. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we need, we need a sound effect. Um, so yeah, it's going to, it's going to be dope. I mean, there's so many things happening, but I will say because people have asked us questions. So like, first of all, we still get out on time. So we've like, we've condensed the movie to oh, fit yeah. into the proper time frame. So yeah. like some people are like, so y'all just going to have like a three hour church service with a movie and worship. We're going to do worship still. That's going to happen. Like, yeah. uh, everybody I'll, else does. Yeah. It'll all like worship. <laughs> you <told it> three <laughs> hour church. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Praise of worship will happen. Right. Uh, then we'll watch the movie, but we'll still get out on time. Right. Um, and there will be preaching also. So there are like preaching snippets in the movie. So some people have been like, so we're just watching a movie? It's like, no, no, no like, no. no, no, no. There's going to be preaching in the movie. So come check it out. It won't be, uh, I don't think it's going to be posted on stream and stuff. So no. uh, because of copyright stuff. So you got to be there live to experience it. So for those of you guys that maybe sometimes you'll take a Sunday off, you work late on Saturday, maybe you don't come to church on Sunday, you just catch it online been at the club yeah oh, okay. or that <laughs> um make sure that you make sure you come on these sundays because the legally. only way you're gonna see it is to be there yeah legally can't post that yeah i can't no, post so. that so they'll flag it pull it on down pull it on down so um yeah it's gonna be a good time can't wait to see you guys there but this past sunday we talked about dream again and you know as we were talking about dream again we really started to hit on um, man, the life that God has for us and what he wants for us. Right. Um, and so it really was, uh, piggybacking off of one primary scripture. Right. And what is that, Justin? You got it right there yep. handy. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. where there is no vision, the people perish. The vision where there is no vision, the people perish. Right. And the, the vision in that, that, uh, scripture is like uh, it's like this a dream or a revelation like a truth an actuality where there is no dream for your life people perish and it's not like a physical dying right, right it's like right. if you don't have a dream you don't physically die however um you your mentality may die your drive may die yeah. your desire may die your like all the aspects of um your life you know it it, it i think it's very easily described in that in that quote by Benjamin Franklin, right? That, um, mo- many people die at 25. They just aren't buried until they're 75. Yeah. You know? And it's like, we, we literally have people that are walking around, their dreams are dead. Their marriages are dead. Their homes are dead. Their careers are dead. Their school, like their aspirations, like <laughs> everything. You well, know? What's so interesting about this whole conversation to me? Cause I did miss Sunday, but I listened, you know, I listened to it. What's so interesting about the conversation is what I don't, if you, if you think about it, you can piece together how it all fits. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like obviously, you know, we're going to go through the points 
you know, of the message and, and God's, you know, God's vision for your life, right? That's what you, you know, you're talking about and what God wants for out of each one of us or for each one of us, I should say, you know, and, and I think it is important because what you're talking about, like the Ben Franklin quote, people just go through the motions, right? They're li- how many people that we even know personally that we, in our, our family, our friends that are just going through life, man, no, no, no big goals ahead, nothing, yeah, nothing yeah, around definitely. the corner. Um, and it's, that's almost, and, and you know, we've all fell in that at some course, point. Yeah. Um, luckily I'm not, luckily for me, I don't try not to get trapped in that. I always try to have goals and things like that, but, um, it just seems kind of like a, I don't say a miserable existence, but man, not living up to, to potential, but you know, so, so God has a plan for my life. But what's cool about this is like when you talk about vision and you know, where there's no vision, people perish. It also, the vision has to be, you mentioned at one point about writing things down, Yeah, you know, got to be able to write down and got to be made clear, but it goes back to what we talk about over and over internally. We talk about with our leaders and I think we've talked about it here on the podcast is like this idea of why and like giving our yep. life for something. Yeah, yep. yeah, And that's the coolest thing to me about the local church, you know, the church you're a part of is, you know, I get to attach, God calls me to attach what he's placed within me as far as a vision for my life and plans from, you know, you could say the, the plan God has for my life. Yep. Yeah. And, I, and I, by myself, maybe I could accomplish great things or at least some good things. But when you attach that to a local church that has its vision as a whole with everyone else that God's called there, that's when like great things happen. Right. Definitely. You know, but it's like, where there is no vision, people perish. Like, I think that applies for, for my life where there's no vision, I'm going to perish, yeah. you know, but then even like with the, with an organization like the local church, right. That has a, a mission to do, to do something that ha- has a mission to do it. They can communicate that and the vision on how we're going to do it. But that's what yeah. people get their lives for. Yeah. Well, that's and, what it, it makes it. It's just yeah. so cool how it all connects. And I think it's also something to keep in mind of like, you know, sometimes you, not everyone gets to get paid to do what they were born to do. Right. And I think that's a hard thing to grasp. I think you and I have had that conversation before. And I think that's something that, you know, if all of us were honest, we wrestled with, but I think you've wrestled with that a little bit, right? It's like, <clears throat> and, and I was telling it, I was telling someone this the other day, I mentioned it in one of the services, but I don't think I mentioned it in both, but um, where sometimes you got to do what you, sometimes you have to do what you've got to do so that you can do what you were born to do say it again sometimes you have to do what you've got to do in other words sometimes you have to go to work and do the thing that you got to do to pay your bills to live so that you can do the thing you were born to do you may never do that for a living that may never bring in income that may never like that may never fund your life and especially um if you have big aspirations in life if you want if you want a new lexus a three thousand square foot home on five acres but you want to like do like do something in in ministry that makes zero dollars well you're gonna have to sacrifice somewhere (laughs) yeah you know like yeah and so but it's also recognizing that many people because they're not doing what they wish they were doing or feel like they were called to do or whatever i'm giving air quotes like if because people aren't doing those things they don't give themselves to the thing that they're doing monday through friday Therefore, they're miserable there, but they also have no drive to do anything else either. Right. So they're just miserable all the time. Yeah. It's like, I hate my job. I hate what I do here. I hate these hours. I hate where I'm at. I hate that I have to do this. I hate talking to these people. I hate dealing with this. And it's like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. and how, like, I, bro, I've, you know, even for me, like, I've only had a couple jobs that I genuinely loved. I made myself... Like I became great at a lot of jobs that I didn't care for because that was what I had to do to do the things that I was born exactly. to do. Right, like right. just like, so I mean, I, you do a, that. It's you know? a job. Like at the end of the day, sometimes there's good days yeah. and bad days. Like, I don't know. I think it's with anything. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, I, I hate being this guy cause I, I hate it when other people do it, but it, it, it's just true. You know, this generation, you know, the Instagram generation, which is, <clears throat> the younger millennials into the Gen Z's and some of these others, <clears throat> they have this like false narrative that you can get rich doing nothing and live a life where you just run around and there's no responsibility. Well, like, like, I feel like <laughs> social media has created that though. No, yeah, absolutely. Pr- That's the, what I'm getting at is yeah. the Instagram generation. They see it 
for people that make millions on YouTube or yeah, is getting yeah. sponsored on their Instagram account and they're like, I want but that life. You know, even it's like, that is, even that though, <laughs> it's, it's like they had their, you know, favorite YouTubers that are making even millions of dollars now on YouTube and they're yeah. like, well, I can be a YouTuber too. And what, but what they don't even see with that is like, those guys work. Yeah, 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 yeah. They work all day probably on Probably like 60 hours a week making they, YouTube videos. Yeah. One, if you've never been in a position where you had to constantly create content. Ooh, let me tell you. Uh, number one, that's a chore. And we face that as a church. You yeah. face that as a preacher. I'm telling you. You know, what? like where you're constantly having to create something, number one. Um, number two, you know, once to, for a 30-minute video on YouTube, you have an hour worth of filming minimum. Yeah. You have a couple hours of setup, like even here, which y'all don't see. I mean, we got lights above our head. Like you, you got to set up equipment and then you got to film and then you got to edit and maybe you messed up. You got to redo. It's a, that's a full-time job. Quite a chore. It yeah. ain't like they just wake up at 10 a.m., walk in another room, set up their phone up and record themselves and post it. Yeah. Some of yeah. those guys, there's production value. I mean, no one even sees that. So yeah, you yeah. can be a YouTuber, but the guys that are successful worked. Well, yeah. And that's the thing too, is it's like, you know, if someone were to walk in here and say, yeah, I haven't, <clears throat> I have a desire to be, um, an NFL football player. Most people would be like, good for you. In the back of your mind, you're going like, good luck, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Right. The reality is the percentage of people going after being an NFL football player and the percentage of people actually getting there is astronomically low, but it's considerably higher than the number of people putting videos on YouTube and making million dollars off of it. Like, there's yeah, but millions of people putting videos on YouTube and not very many of them making millions of dollars. So it's like, we see someone that wants to be this, and we're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But then people are like, I want to well, make a million dollars on Instagram. It's like, not only that. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, so but does not, everybody. Not only that, bro. And I know... This is a, it's on subject, but even like to monetize your account, even if your channel was growing by a thousand subscribers a day, yeah, yeah. to get to a million subscribers, put a calculator to that of how <laughs> yeah. many days you know, and to grow by that number it's, every day yeah. takes work because you got to constantly three years, right? It's like. Yeah. Just I don't know what these people are thinking. They think that you're gonna have a channel with a million subscribers and a uh, five hundred million views. Like even if you're getting huge numbers, yeah, it takes time to get to that. And the more money you make is based on those views and all that. It just you got years worth to put yeah, put it's, into this it's work. It's yeah. work. Everything's that. work, you know. Yeah. And there's a talent aspect. Yes, all the tools are there: computers, phones. It's easy to to post content online, great. But there's a talent, yeah, level. Just like of football, course. you know. Yeah. Like I could I can go spend 15 hours a day practicing basketball. I'm never going to be in the NBA. Never, ever, yeah. never, ever. Right. right. So, um, there's there's that level too. Maybe you're not good on camera. So yeah, the, yeah. the chance of you having a successful YouTube channel is just not it's your slow. thing. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, and I, th and I think but the maybe you're an awesome writer. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing, right? It's like the, it's the reality of like it's the reality of stop chasing someone else's. Just, just and just I think the answer is just stop chasing, like just like ground yourself for the vast majority of us the greatest thing we're going to accomplish is going to be attached to something else that we never built yeah like so if you want to build a youtube channel man if you want to build a youtube channel build your youtube channel yeah if you want to start an instagram account where people can follow you and hopefully that goes somewhere go for it i'm not telling you not to do any of those things i'm telling you not to quit your jobs to drive like stop thinking that it like you're gonna <clears throat> one day not have to work this job so you can do this other thing. Right. It's like, there's a high likelihood that you'll do both. The question is, do you, are you content enough working wherever you're working while you're pursuing this thing and while you're finding great joy in this thing? Um, because at the end of the day, like our life is built in such a way, I think our life is built in such a way that I genuinely believe that the Lord oftentimes never gives us the things that we're praying for because the things that we're praying for take us outside of what his plan is for us. Yeah. Like we don't need more Christian. I was telling, I told this to pipeline year two last year when they were in year one, I told the year one students this year, God doesn't need more full-time ministry people. He needs more people that take ministry more serious full in a full-time context. Yeah. He needs more doctors, lawyers, waiters, waitresses, nurses, 
check-in people, bank tellers, you know, like he needs more of those people that are on mission on their, like on their mission field at their jobs, loving Jesus there. He doesn't need more people in ministry or whatever. Like that's right. 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 Like full-time ministry is a, you know, uh, we talk about all the time. It's like, I get less opportunities to do ministry on a weekly basis now than I ever did working in retail or consulting. Like, <laughs> yeah, you no. know, I was around unsaved people all the time. Then now yeah. I'm like, I work with y'all. Like y'all love Jesus already. Like, yeah. and, <laughs> so. and what's funny, what's <laughs> funny about it is no one tells you some of this stuff. Right. So, um, we'll use all of us I, I, and, and we'll use all of us and I use myself. I'm in full-time ministry, but it's so difficult. What's so difficult about it is, most of our most of our time, at least mine, has to do for, because of my position with managing the organization. I mean, we right. are we yeah. are a, we are a, an organization that has hundreds of thousands of dollars a year that rolls into it that has to be recorded properly and legally and managed properly and stewarded well and all these things. Right. And then you have we have 150 volunteers we don't use, we don't call them volunteers but we have 150 people on our dream team that make everything happen you have to manage all that we have the, the full-time staff that manages all that and all those things small groups you know the whole the whole yeah, deal yeah. it's 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 management you know but because only five of us are employees you're trying to do it with people that don't actually work for you right. so it's like it ain't like if someone um did something wrong which we actually don't really have the problem like that our culture is good but you you know you can't just you can't fire people, you know. You know what I mean. Like right, you, yeah, you yeah. and then if we need, you, if you we could staff members, but not like the hundred fifty. Yeah, not the hundred fifty. Yeah, like, yeah. like if we needed somebody really good, we need a really good coach, a team leader. Uh, we can't put an ad out and hire that person. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's it's all got to be done. It's got to be cultivated and developed. And we're talking. We're we're a church, so you got people like souls are involved in and all these things. Um, it's way harder than running a business. Yeah. But you know, but it's that. But that's that's ministry. And then and then you know, we all have our different roles within the church is is what we do. But it's funny that when you say all that, because no one tells you like that. It's like you think you're going into full time ministry. You're going to be like. Yeah, what you think we doing can do. ministry all the time, like, right? But or even it, like praying, just like you know, I just, yeah. just wish I could spend time in the presence of the Lord all day, every day. It's like you can at the house <laughs> at, or at work, at, yeah, at you, work, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at Sacred Heart or wherever you work at, yeah, Navy Fed, where like whatever you can, do you can do that. Do y'all really think that people think? I don't know about Joan. Maybe you. He's the most recent hire. He could tell you. Well, I'm just I'm no for pastors. Do most people think pastors just like chilling all day or like? reading or studying or I don't know, man. praying all day. I think praying is probably what they think. They think a pastor just sits and prays all day, his, all day. We're hitting yeah. some Dr. Cho stuff. And just <laughs> like, yeah. I pray eight hours a day. Yeah. Now, no. <laughs> the, the, now a pastor should be doing those things. Of course. But yeah. we all should too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I just think, I think it's funny because you're, you're so right. It's like our, and, and I know I've said this quote on this podcast before, and I can never remember who it was. I want to say it was like a um, C.S. Lewis type thing out of one of his books or something. But it was like, you know, the Christian shoemaker's duty is not to sew little crosses on all the shoes. It's to make good shoes. Yeah. Like essentially what he's saying is like, whatever you do, mm-hmm. you know, you make a good if you make something if you make a good product yeah in your business or you're in construction like we have some guys in our church that own construction businesses yep, right? right like their duty to their customers and stuff is not to you know paint a cross on everything they do it's to do good work and right. to do what they say they're gonna do right and you know be be honorable people and have character and all these things you know maybe show the fruits of the spirit and everything they're doing but right you know, do these things that Jesus tells us that we need to do in their business and with their customers. And in that, maybe you have conversations. Maybe you have conversations with your employees because mm-hmm. people in the construction business have worked, you know, they go from place to place. They hop yeah. around. It's like you finally get to one and you're like, man, something's different about this guy. You know, yeah. something's different. Yeah. Like he is a person of character. And then maybe you can start having conversations like, hey, why do you do this? And it's like, well, I do this because of this. My faith yeah. tells me this, you know, or. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like do what you do. Yeah. You don't have to come work here to do yeah, that. Because technically, we're all in full time ministry. Everybody. Yeah. That's a, yeah. If, you, if, if you're a Christian, you're you've been leveraged to be in full time ministry wherever you're at. Yeah. You know, and that's I mean, honestly, um, 
<laughs> Honestly, I mean, I don't, I can't believe I'm going to say this. But if Ugh. people knock on our door and they're like, I'm just looking to be in full time ministry, I, that's usually a disqualifier for me. <laughs> As the chief hiring person, like the person that's like, I just want to, I just feel like I need to be in full time ministry. I'm like, no, you probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, it, because if you're waiting like, to be in full time ministry to do ministry, then you ain't ready for this. It's like that meme from the other day. I think think your dad shared it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm called full time ministry. He's like, you don't even tie. You, know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you don't even stack chairs. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that uh, cat was what I got. Called the ministry. You don't even stack chairs. Bro, yeah. How many chairs you stacked in your life? I can't countless. Bro, Couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I mean we use chairs Hun- and hundreds of millions. <laughs> Well, stacking chairs Slide him into the nursery right. Jawan been stacking chairs His whole life bro. Bro. Slide him in the nursery You gotta get real good At organizing That's right stuff. He, th- he, he thought he wanted To be in student ministry Until he found out That was like That's, that's the number one recruiter For chair stacking So wait a Teenagers minute. I didn't read that In the fine print <laughs> It was not in his pamphlet <laughs> yeah. It's the orientation <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, ministry is, uh, you know, the and I, I, I'll even take the word ministry out of it. Being called by God to do something great does not require a title or position at a church, man. No. Nah. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, and, and even take take all that out of the equation. Go back to dreaming. If you're waiting for to be in the right position for your dream to be executable, like executable, then you're never gonna execute it because we're never in the right position like god's timing you know it's ecclesiastes i think three if i'm not mistaken and says like there's a season for everything under the sun right and like right when god's ready to release your season um that's when he'll do it and the thing is is just like i think too many people i'm gonna go ahead and, yeah so i think i'm preaching on this soon but it so we ain't quite there yet but uh, too many people um, have heard from God something great he wants to do in their life. Yeah. And so they're waiting to start until they start to see the signs that God is ready. But could <laughs> yeah. you imagine if Noah did that? He waited till the rain started before he started building the boat. Right. Like oftentimes people don't get the promise because they never put in the preliminary work that was necessary for the promise to come much like Noah had to build the boat before the rain started. And too many of us are waiting to build our boat. We're not putting in effort. We're not learning uh, the skill that God wants to use to make us do something. We're not honing the craft. We're not, you know, we're not doing whatever it is. If it's music, you know, if God's called you to be a worship leader and you know, you're going to do that from a piano, but you're waiting to take piano lessons until that starts to show itself. Well, then you're behind, like, Take someone five years to be able to efficiently do that, like the way they need to, or maybe like Man, I've I, seen some people do it in three. But uh, you know, like, I wrote a, a blog post last year for our my five hundreds that hit on this. Yeah, it was ta- it was the scripture of you know take every thought captive. Right, an idea was you know we've all heard that <clears throat> scripture told to us or even preached, right. and you almost think of it. Um, it's always talked about almost from a, a, ne- a negative, like take your negative thoughts captive. Yeah, right, um, but. The, the approach that I took was almost like every everything and it was talking about dreamers you know we all we all like dreamers um, but but the doers like the ones that um, have an idea for mm. for a book or something and and just start writing it or or you know you have an idea for a business or you know music you have yep. a song in you you actually put pen to paper yeah. and get this thing out it's like you know dreamers are dreamers are awesome and we do need a dream like step one i mean that's what the whole message is about and then and then putting it to putting it into action on some level mm-hmm. like yeah. like what, what what do you think god's gonna do like he placed it in you <laughs> like, will poof you yeah like like what what do you think the next step is yeah like we gotta take steps right he'll guide your steps mm-hmm. but you gotta be stepping yeah that's you, it, man. you gotta be walking yeah and and that's really the case like we you gotta we gotta start we gotta start dreaming we, we and and as we start dreaming you know we can lead into doing but for many people they gotta start at square one square one for sure you gotta start dreaming like what is it that you want to accomplish you know i mean um and figuring out for yourself like what, what, and here, here's where, here's where I think I can make some parents mad. Oh boy. I think you can make some parents mad. Like, well, let's do it. <laughs> you got to find out. And when I say parents, I mean like, you know, especially kids in high school yeah. trying to go into the world. Yeah. Man, at the end of the day, 
you got to do what you're called to do and what God's placed within you, right. regardless of what mom and dad wants you to do. Yeah. You know, because if that doesn't line up, you know, that. dad may want you to be a doctor because he wanted to be a doctor and he didn't become a doctor. Yeah. So he's living vicariously through you. Right. And it's pressuring you to be a doctor. Right. Say that. Yet you walk around all day humming <laughs> or drawing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It's you just, may supposed to be an artist or a right, musician so you, so, or whatever. So he wants you to go into a field. That's mm-hmm. going to take on hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt that you can't file bankruptcy to get, for to get rid of. Right. To go into something you may not even really want to do. Yep. Yeah. Say that. Yeah. You know, now if you did it, maybe you'd be successful. Maybe it's a, it's an honorable job, you know, maybe you'd make some money, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not all about, there's a lot of people who make good money and they're miserable, you know, but, Facts. but it's finding what God has called you to do. And I think hobbies and stuff play a role in that. Of course, yeah. What are you What are you passionate about? You yeah. Know? Um, but then being honest with yourself goes back to the talent thing. I love and am passionate about music. Yeah. I am not a good musician. Yeah. So at some point I had to say, you know what? You look and listen to music all day, but no one's ever going to listen to you do this. Right, right, right. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, at some yeah, point yeah. you just got to get real. <laughs> No, but, no doubt. But yeah. it's figuring that out. Oh, yeah. Or well, why are you on this earth? Yeah. Or even, you know, even when it comes out of parents and kids, I mean, we've talked about this before, but even this, like this, the college myth, you know, where it's like every kid has to go to college, you know, to be successful in life. And it's like, maybe that's not, maybe that's not the journey for no. Johnny. You know what well, I mean? Like maybe Johnny doesn't need college. It's like, I, you know I, what I'm saying? Like, and I told my dad, you know, uh, I don't. I don't know that he'll ever see this, but I told my dad one time talking to my little stepbrothers and senior in high school. He's got like a 4.7, crazy smart. Yeah. And every time I saw him, my dad was talking about MIT and MIT and all this. Like, And then talking to Nick, I was like, what do you want to do? He never mentioned MIT. Yeah. He wants to be an engineer. You yeah. Know, but he never mentioned MIT. Right. You know, it's like, what do you want to do? And then my dad's like, yeah, he, he might get an MIT and MIT sent a letter, da, da, da. And I was like, dad, you need to chill on that, bro. Yeah. Like, like are, are you more, are, do you want him to go to MIT so you can tell all your friends that your son goes to MIT? Like, you got to get real honest with right. motivations. On, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, are, are you, are you getting your self-worth and your kid's accomplishment? Yeah. Like, if so, you got to focus on you, him focus on him. And of course, encourage, like, if he wants to go to MIT, more power on him. But if he doesn't, my dad's retired. He ain't funded nobody to go to MIT. Yeah, that's yeah. And yeah. that's what I was gonna say, man. Listen. So unless you get in the full scholarship, <clears throat> there's gonna be student loans involved to go to a school that 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 um, Ivy League pedigree is not what it used to be to right. some of these companies. It's used not, to be man. you had Yale on your diploma, doesn't matter, like that's awesome. That's kind of going away. Yeah. You know, and not to mention some of these other schools, you know, he's looking at University of Central Florida right now because of the engineering program they have for the field he wants to go in right. yeah. is one of the top. It's like, that's the move. It's an in-state school, like that's the move. Yeah. If, yeah. if MIT wants to fund the whole gig, bro, go to MIT. I just was told my dad, I was like, bro, just – like, don't make everything about him wanting my D because it seems like it's, that's more about you possibly. That's your than one. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, um, well, that's you know, he didn't necessarily agree with me, but of course, you, it's because he hadn't thought of it, you know. Was like, and I even asked my brother, what do you want to do, man? He, and he, he never mentioned So it's just like, to, to parents, I say all that to say, it's like, make sure you're not gaining your self-worth through your kids' accomplishments and guiding them on what their gifts and passions are, not maybe well, say what you want them to and do. And even seeing the world through the lens of 30 years ago. You know, like what you're talking about, like where Yale and Harvard meant a lot. I'm not going to say it doesn't mean anything because it certainly does. But I'm just saying, or or MIT, I'm not saying those things don't mean anything. I'm saying they don't mean what they used to. Right. Um, And the way you, just because the world was a certain way 30 years ago doesn't mean it's still that way. Right. And you have to understand, I mean, I've literally sat, I have sat in offices that I technically was not qualified to sit in. Right. So I, I, at the time didn't have a degree. Right. So making more money than the kids that had, I was making more money than the kids that had $50,000 in student loans, but with no student loans, but we'll just skip right over that part from, uh, so I'm sitting in the office and I watched people in HR take, um, applications and resumes. And I watched them throw resumes in the trash that had, four-year degrees, six-year, some of them that had multiple degrees. I watched them throw them in the trash, and they hired the kid uh, that had, uh, like, 
and associates in something like had nothing to do with the field, but they knew the right person or they had worked in, in a, in a field adjacent to the field that they were going into. And the, and it was from a Juco, a junior college in like Montana. And so it's like this kid over here has got a hundred thousand. I literally like, I was like, there's no way he has less than a hundred thousand dollars in student loans. And he did not get this job, but we just gave it to a kid that's got $5,000 in student loans. And that was the trigger moment for me where I was like, I'm not saying the whole world is like this, but the more, and I sat in a lot of offices doing a lot of consulting with a lot of HR, a lot of managers and a lot of CEOs, a lot of CFOs. I sat in a lot of them offices in the corporate world and I watched them bypass a lot of people that were very qualified to go to the people that didn't have the same qualification standard. All that to say, I'm not saying the degree is not important. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that college isn't important. I'm saying if you want to do that, if what you want to do requires that, go for it. Yeah. But let's not keep making that a necessity in kids' lives. And I think the education system has got to stop that garbage, trying to tell them they have to go to college to be successful. Um, I think it's a good thing if you want it. But we got to stop force-feeding that it's a necessity. Because trade school right now, yeah. like you could be a welder in any state making 80 to 100K a year not, yeah. not in only, no time. And not only that, we got to be smart. we got to look 20, 30 years down the road. You talked about that. One – you know, half the jobs that exist now won't exist. I don't know what the real number is, but yeah, right, won't in exist the in twenty or thirty years, right? right? I mean, they're talking about right now truck drivers, right? At, in the next Bro, ten you. to twenty, truck drivers could not be a thing. Well, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of truck drivers, right? Yeah. Um, what are they all going to do, right? Right. So if I'm a kid now, I'm looking ahead. You know, not to turn this political in any way, but um, things like the Green New Deal. Like it or hate it, whatever. That's not the issue. The problem is there's a lot of young kids that are for climate, the climate, and doing things better. And as those young kids, way younger than us, start getting older and into politics and help uh, shaping policy, let's let's say the Green New Deal was passed. To make that happen, what's all in that? The infrastructure needs and all that stuff. You're gonna need skilled tradesmen, yeah, and mm-hmm. things like crane operators, like are. And then they even talk about it. that's why you. That's why young people you gotta watch the news, like our infrastructure in our country. The bridges are all worn out. That's uh, what, yep. Too many roads and bridges need to be replaced. Like, man, there's there's good jobs right on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. I'm, for 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 trades, yeah. not even just yeah. trades, but even things like engineers, civil engineers. Somebody got designed the bridge, yeah. So, you know, or things and like that. So, and it goes back to the idea that yeah, because the, these trades are huge, and the, I don't remember the percentage now because the data I have was from like five years ago when I was just finishing being a student pastor. But about five years ago, there was a deal where sixty, a little over sixty percent of the degrees that were offered in universities across the United States didn't have jobs to accompany them. Right. Yeah. Like there was no field. Like, all right, now I got this. There was no field to go into after you got it. Yeah. Like people <laughs> got a degree in art, like liberal arts art. Yeah. Like, it's like now what? What you, you going to do yeah. with that? Now like, what? There's, <laughs> no, there's no degree for that. Like you're going to get a manager job like at Kohl's now. Like, yeah. and I'm not bashing a manager at Kohl's. I'm just saying you probably didn't need that degree for that. But yeah. now you got student loans for the job you could have got right. without the student loans. Which, like, which is why you got to view colleges as a business. Yeah. And which is why you have to have the, that's why I take a somewhat, um, I don't say negative stance on colleges, but there's, they're promoting a business. They're selling you a product. They're selling you a degree path that then they're going to, the, the government with no regulation is going to loan you money for knowing you have no way to pay it back when you get out yeah. and you can't even file bankruptcy to get rid of it, bro. That's extortion. That's yeah. garbage. These, a lot of these colleges are putting out a crap product yeah, and some of these terrible. degrees, cause there's not a field for you. There's no field. Or, yeah. or there, there's no, they show you no data to say with this degree, these are the type of companies, these are the type of jobs. Some of yeah. that, the, the vast majority of uh, some do, some, but the vast majority right, don't. You know, now things like nursing and engineering, like totally different. that's different. You want to be totally an attorney, different. you go to college, but some of this doctors, stuff, nurses, uh, yeah, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Really a lot of medical, I think medical you know, attorneys, people are always be sick. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's, uh, I, I would say if you can attach your degree to a person, yeah. If you're defending a person, helping a person, then there's yeah. that's usually a safe bet. Yeah. But if it's attached to anything else, you're going to have, like, you know, 
It, I mean, I mean, now there's programs. Bad. These kids, like even for like coding and stuff, these kids are you can you can download iPad apps and stuff. Start teaching your kid how to code. Like that's the move. Yeah, yeah. It, it, no it, doubt. You know. No yeah, doubt. What I like seeing too is like the high schools, at least here in Pensacola. Um, there's a lot of them that are they have trade they have trade programs mm-hmm. in high school. So like yeah. Washington, where I graduated, um, they just started an aviation mechanics like that's thing awesome for high schoolers. Yeah, because like, we academy. don't need that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we could, we're gonna need that. So like, yeah. No, because that was what, going back to the statistics, the sixty percent thing that did, there wasn't a job for the field. The same that same study also said that the vast majority they didn't give a percentage, but they said the vast majority of student loans, the fields that they would go into, that they got student loans for, in the lifetime of a working person, which at the time was like forty five years. There's no way that the salary for 45 years could pay off the student loans. So essentially, you've taken on a debt that you could never pay off because the work, the field that does hire you for it doesn't pay you enough to pay off the student loans that it took to get into the field. Like, yeah. it's just mind-boggling. So, like teachers, starting yeah. salaries like they're around 30. Yeah. You know, you got 100. You'll never pay off them You got 100 loans. G's in student loan debt. Like, they're like, come on now. Yeah, never I, I joked the other day. I was like, "Man, these young kids were smart." I think I was joking with you. Yeah, like these young kids were smart. <laughs> they would all rack up as much student loan debt as they could, and then all <laughs> vote for Warren or Bernie, <laughs> and let that debt get wiped out. You know, like I got me a PhD, for free. <laughs> we're not promoting. No, Warren we're not. Bernie. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. just saying there is a this strategy, guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm strategy. About. Strategy. But no, in, in all honesty, I know we took some time on that. For some of you, you don't care nothing about that but it is something you need to think about if you have kids or you're gonna have kids or if you're someone that's in school right now things you just need to be thinking about because bringing this all back home to what we were talking about bring it home many people never do what god called them to do because they're too busy chasing the thing they were never called to do well or they are so miserable doing the thing that they have to do that it gas it makes them feel like there's no point in doing the thing that they were called to do yeah. good stuff yeah and and all of that matters you know that's it's deflating it, it would be very deflating to know that i've got student loan debts that i'll never pay off even from a ministry context again assuming that you're not in full-time ministry let's say you're going to work at that bank and you're going to retire from there in 40 years hypothetically like let's say let's say that's the journey for you right but if you're, if you have no aspirations while you're there, no vision, right? Without vision, the people perish. Right. If you don't have a vision or a dream or a revelation that drives you to be great at it, you never get promoted. So you just stay in the same place for 40 years, right? The problem is, is if you do that, you probably can't afford much more than the lifestyle you have, right. which means you can't give to something that's bigger than you. You can't sow into the ministry in a greater way. You can't feed more people that need to be fed or clothe more people that are naked from a biblical reference. You can't go on the mission field more often. You can't give to kids. You know, you can't build a home in Peru. You can't fund that. You can't do any of the things that God is calling us to do as a church and us to do as believers um, because you're so deflated by your environment. Right. It's like, man, you just need to get past this idea that there's for some, like there may never be the perfect job for you. Yeah. But what if you made the job you had perfect for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a choice. Like you, you have to choose to do that. And so our dreams can be squashed and squandered by our environment. If we choose to let them get that way. Yeah. Um, whether that's, you know, being deflated by the realization that we'll never pay off college debt or student loans, which is what we were getting at, whether it's, or whether it's realizing that maybe you don't have student loans, but maybe you uh, have taken the trade job, but you know, you really feel like God called you to talk, to minister to teenagers. You know, Juwan's our student director. Yeah. Like I, I, I've got to do this welding, but I really feel like God called me to talk to teenagers. Well, guess what? You don't have to be a student pastor to be in student ministry. Right. Maybe you need to weld Monday through Friday so you can, so that you can be off by 5 p.m. and be a student leader under a student pastor that still fulfills the call. Right. You just don't have the position. And because you have such a fantastic job, you can afford to pay to take 10 kids each year to youth conference where they get poured into in a magnificent way and it changes their life. Right. I would say that that is a greater need than student pastors. Right. We need more people doing that. Mm-hmm. 
Like we need more people that are working their job, grinding and making their income. And they're doing something with what God has blessed them with in the greater scheme of things. And so that to me is ministry. That is what we need more people doing, you know? Um, And so that's the type of dreaming that we're talking about. It's like have a dream bigger than what your scope or view of what this could be, man, start thinking about what, what God has genuinely called you to, um, and really start to move in that direction. And so, uh, we talked about three things on Sunday that, that we believe, uh, that God has a, a vision for. And I think that if these three things are correct, we, we stay in a pretty healthy place and our dream can stay intact. And we're not going to go through all the details of them. We're just going to give you these three. And if you want to hear all the details of it, you can go listen to the sermon or watch yeah. the sermon. But, um, the first one, J.O. Yep. Is a vision for your home. A vision for your home. And, uh, man, I, I just know that when your home's not right, nothing's right. I don't care how good your job is going. Yeah. Like if your house isn't right for married folks, that means your marriage, your, your relationship with your spouse. Um, for single folks, maybe, maybe you're single with kids. That's your relationship with your kids. Maybe you're just single. Right. And so that may be your relationship with your friends or how you're financially stewarding your resources so that your home can be healthy and you're not stressed out all the time over bills and having bring in roommates that you don't want there or unhealthy environments like all those things. Right. So your home. Number two, J.O. is your vision for your church, the vision for your church. I believe your dream will always be attached to something bigger than you. Yeah. Your dream will always be attached to something bigger than you. Therefore, you need to get locked into an organization and a church and a church family um, that you can you can give to. You can both financially, but also your time, also your talents. You can serve in to create something bigger than just yourself, right? And then number three, a vision for your future. Vision for your future um, that God has something bigger on the horizon for you that you need to tackle, that you need to get through, that you need to get to so that God can do something great through you. And so um, <clears throat> we, we want to encourage you guys to uh, go check out the the sermon, listen or watch that because um, it really kind of breaks down into those areas a little more. But we really want to encourage you, man. God has something bigger for you. And going into 2020, we're going to put a lot of attention on these three areas, um, <clears throat> your home, your church and your, in your future. And we just believe God's going to do something great through it. Talk about it. <laughs> so, amen, Juwan. Amen. <laughs> I can barely see you. So it's like, so yeah, man, good times. Juwan, thanks for being on, bro. Oh yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the podcast. J.O. Tell me where they can find more about the church. You can find us online at transformationchurch.com or on Facebook and Instagram at transformation Pensacola. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We'll catch you next week um, for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you. See you, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.